We're back, but this time we are minus Rory, and we're going to be doing the Women's IPF World Championships. And we'll kick it off like we did with the men's. We'll go lightest up through to the heaviest classes. And the 47-kilo class, gentlemen, um, France got shooters. And <laughs> Tiffany, <laughs> Turbo Tiff, 20 years old, um, came into this. She had some opposition here. Uh, Leia Simone from Canada is a veteran, only four kilo behind on the nominations. Been to IPF Worlds before. Um, Veronica Broner was coming down from the 52s and matched her in nomination. But Turbo Tiff turned on the, she was turbocharged, my friends, at 20 years old, one year in powerlifting and only her fifth competition. So people talk about how different the IPF Worlds are. People talk about how hard the standard is. And these are veterans of the game. Turbo Tiff has one year under her belt. Four competitions. This was her fifth. And she put up a 397 and a half kilo total. And she walked away with one bench because, she, you know, the, the controversy. She had her hair down. You have to have your hair back, whatever. And Listen, totally France lost. got shooters, but they almost had bombers too, my friend. <laughs> oh, my friends had, oh, shit. My <laughs> man coming in hot. France got shooters, but they also got bombers almost. But, um, <laughs> but Turbo, all is well and it ends well. Turbo Tiff had a monster 397 and a half. It's the biggest total we've seen in this weight class in years. And, um, and she's the second, the second highest ever in this weight second, class. Second highest ever. And she's got one year behind at, at IPF world. Sorry. At IPF yeah, worlds. That's right. Second highest at IPF worlds ever, w which is in, in we're saying IPF worlds. Cause like, obviously people going in, talk about the standard, like a lot of totals went down, but um, it's difficult. A lot of people say how difficult the calls are, et cetera. And for a 20 year old to show that kind of poise and maturity and come out with a three ninety seven and a half is phenomenal. And um, yeah, it, I think she's definitely a star for the future. Imagine what she's going to do with two years in powerlifting. You know, imagine what she's going to do with a couple more competitions under her belt. So Turbo Tiff, 397, uh, Simone Live from Canada um, coming in with the bronze and Veronica Broner coming in, or sorry, with the silver, Veronica Broner coming with the bronze. They both had 372 and a half and only weight separated them. Um, and it was a good battle. What were your guys' thoughts? Bill, you want to go first on this? Yeah, I mean, she, I mean, Tiffany came out and she just, dominated this thing like you know i knew she'd be ahead of the subtotal but i didn't think that would be like that <laughs> like it was just like okay and then of course the um the bench issues with the missing the first two on technicalities um was a bit nerve-wracking i'm sure for her and the french team um but you know came out and smashed it on a third so who knows where her top end is on that also because it was obviously her opener and it moved like nothing um so i mean she could easily have been damn close to that world record total also if she actually made a couple benches instead of just the opener um so yeah she just came out and you know hats off to her man panna did his thing and now he's got his shooters for sure area what were your thoughts man yeah i mean it was it was definitely um you know an interesting battle there for second and third and tiffany just seemed to be you know too far ahead of them except for that deadlift i'm oh, sorry for the bench press so for squad, I mean, she opens up with the junior world record on first, gets it on second as well, and tries to go for the open world record on the third and didn't get it. And then bench press, I don't know if you noticed anything on her first, but like it seemed like she touched her chest and the bar just kind of slid down and she just completely lost it. Yeah. 
And then the second attempt was when they became the whole confusion about her hair. First, people have long hair. You have to have it tied up so you can't hide whether your head's coming off the bench. But it also seemed to be maybe a language barrier or some kind of confusion. She kept coming off the platform, going back on the platform, coming off, putting her hair one way. And that clock was ticking. And so now it's like down to the third attempt. You either win or you bomb out. And she gets it. And, <laughs> at, and at, at that point, she just cruises to win junior uh, world record on the deadlift, junior world record in the total. It was the highest since 2015. I went to go look it up to see what uh, Chen Wei Ling had done. Very similar body weight and very similar breakdown of attempts. So it would have been interesting battle for them. Uh, uh, Chen Wei Ling just had a 10 kilo stronger deadlift. So it would be interesting to see how Tiffany progresses uh, long term if she can go for that world record total one day. It, it's it's crazy. Sorry, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, I, I, was, I was just going to say, it's crazy to think like if she just like the – if she had got two benches in, you know, if she just got to the 400 kilo mark at 20 would have been crazy. And she's fresh out of her teens. She just turned 20. Cause I kept saying teenage sensation, turbo tiff. Like she must've just turned 20, man for her. If she would have got 400 kilo, even at the IPF worlds, you know, we're just barely out of her teens, but uh, whatever it is, what it is. We'll see what she could post up. What were you going to say, Bill? Well, yeah, first, I mean, with the 400 kilo total, like, on her last deadlift, she had another two and a half to five in there too. Like they could have pushed it a little bit more. I mean, there's no reason to, but like if they wanted that nice round number at the top, but um, obviously I've never met her. You've met her. How tall is she? Dog, roughly? I, I don't know if you've seen the picture of her with me. I'm five, nine and she's a lot shorter. I mean, she's she for 47 kilos. She's muscular. She's thick. She's not some scrawny. Like she, she's, right. she's gotta be, she looked like a fucking like a lot shorter than me. I got, I'd have to <laughs> okay. pull it up, man. I have to pull up. The yeah, pin. I guess. Cause just what I was thinking is like, you know, she's 20 years old, just turned 20 in the 47 kilo class. Normally you see that progression of women uh, kind of bumping up a little bit. So she might not necessarily be in this class very long unless she is you know, um, quite short. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No. It's, okay. So good question. So she was 44 kilo for a while, 46, um, she, she was like underweight for a long time. This is the first time she got close to the limit. She's 46 okay. and a half kilo. So I think she's just starting to fill it out and then not even Good. close to like cutting it all. So I think she'll be here for a little bit and she is relatively short and stocky. She's not like, um, like she's muscular. You see her, if you didn't, if she wasn't that short, she would look like, like she, you could tell she lifts. She comes from like a thing i said this before like they you found can tell her. she lives she's a goddamn world champion you yeah well dog there, there's some people i swear man there's some people like you wouldn't necessarily know they're powerlifting champions you're like, they're a world champion you're like oh yeah oh yeah and then there's like russell or he are like well i fucking guess right like a guy like russ wears it on himself like a body armor but um no i i anticipate she'll be there at least like another year or two and then um and then we'll see uh because cool. 52 is a 52 is a relatively big five kilo is a pretty big jump, but yeah, um, but wait until we talk about who won that class. And well, that's a good segue, mm-hmm. my man. Yeah. That's a good segue. <laughs> Let's do that. So talking about the other French shooter or one of the other French shooters, Naomi Alibert and waiting at 49.9 kilo. So she probably could cut the 47 kilo and wins the 52 kilo class with a 430 kilo total. Um, which is obviously a PR best for her. And uh, another French shooter, there's so many fucking French shooters, Rico Shizuka comes in silver with the 417 and a half and Annie Riley from the U.S. Virgin Islands um, for, 
with a 412 and a half. But Naomi Alibur went nine for nine, posting up a 430. And uh, obviously she had got done a silver previously, moved up to 52, won the European Championship, and now solidifies it with the world title. And um, man, Francis, just those first two week classes alone, Francis mopping up. Um, what were your guys' thoughts and takeaways? Area, maybe we'll start with you this time. Yeah, I mean, it was definitely an interesting battle. And um, from what I remember, Andy had like the toughest opener. It looked it looked like our, almost RP10. I might as well call it RP10 to me. So I was surprised that she came back. And I think on the second attempt, she clipped the rack. And I think it may have been the little handle to move the uprights in and out. And so then you're like, okay, you know, the first one looks difficult. Then she clips the rack, but she came back and got on her third. So she still stayed in the fight, but just missing her third bench and her two, uh, two of her Delos, like really put her out of it. And uh, even interesting is like Shizuka, you know, misses her third squat and her opening uh, deadlift, but she was still within reach. As soon as she had silver locked up, she took her shot at uh, Naomi and for the gold. And imagine you're like, Naomi, you go, you know, nine for nine, you get golden squat, golden deadlift, and there's your teammate still within reach to uh, take you out. So definitely they're both really strong. And they're both like, you know, top tier with Naomi being right there with Marissa's best total and two and a half kilos underneath Joy's best total. And then you have Shizuka there with, you know, could have gotten that 198 final pull and, and gotten the win, uh, but she ended up missing out on it. So her total looks a little bit lower than it should actually be. She's probably somewhere in the 420s. Um, so it'll be interesting to see those two also battle it going forward each year. And, and how close was that? R- remind me of the one, 198. It's a decent jump, 13 kilo from a second. But how did it look? I can't remember. But, what, but it wasn't her second. Remember, she that was her opener. Her opener was 185. She missed it on, I think it was balance or whatever. Yeah, that's true. Retook that's true. it. So it actually wasn't that big of a. Could have been. You a, know, you're right. You're right. Kind of thing, you know what as, I mean? Yeah. As a projected third, it might have been around there. Yeah. How close was it? It, it was since it was such a while back. I don't remember exactly. I can't remember yet. either now. now that I've <laughs> seen so many freaking sessions. I don't. I don't think it was. I don't think I got excited for it. So I don't think it actually did much. I was gonna say with sumo too. You never know because like the bar maybe doesn't break the ground, but right. like the lifter was so close to breaking the ground and then it would finish it. You're right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's so many, and she does pull sumo. Um, yeah, and Naomi, who used to pull sumo, converted to conventional. The odd switcheroo the other way. But um, and then Andy Riley coming in with the the bronze medal. Um, I'm not sure if she had a tough cutter or whatever, but her total went down a little bit. Obviously, there's travel, there's time zone change, and if you can't get time off work or for whatever reason leave early, it will freaking hit you hard. Where um, so it kind of is what it is. But it's a good battle between obviously those three ladies and and throw in Deckers actually from the Netherlands who broke a world. Did she break a world record? No, she went for a record. She attempted. She missed it, yeah. She, she has previously, though. Like, these are world-class yes. lifters in the 52s uh, right down through. So um, it was a good showing by the 52s in terms of the level of lifting that we've seen. Uh, what were your thoughts there, Bill? Yeah, no, I mean, pretty much what you guys said. I mean, I, I was surprised that uh, Rico, how well she did. Um, I didn't necessarily think that she would be fighting for gold. Let's say I knew she'd be, you know, fighting for the podium, but like, I was surprised that she kind of knocked Andy off of the uh, silver medal. Um, But um, yeah, I mean, it was, it was, it was a good, good class. And again, Naomi kind of cruised along and then all of a sudden it was like, Oh shit, wait, she might actually pull this off in the end kind of thing, you know? So um, 
it's always good to see battles like that. And especially, I mean, France, again, like you said, you know, the first two weight classes, all of a sudden, boom, boom, they got, you know, uh, 33 uh, team points already for the first three people they got. So that was pretty damn good. But again, Naomi coming up from the weight class is kind of going to be a trend we see throughout this whole, um, you know, championship where, you know, she got, you know, silver two years ago in the 47, she bumps up. Now she's the champion at 52. And then guess what happens in the next weight class? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know what? That's another perfect segue, Bill. You're lining up, lining them up for us, but join Imani two time 52 kilo world champion moves up to the 57s. And everybody knew she had posted that, 492 and a half at the British. And um, so we knew what she, her top end could be capable of. So a lot of people were thinking, all right. And, and she also had a 500 pound um, deadlift in her back pocket. Should she need to, if, if the, if it got close, she's loading the bar for the win. And it's going to be real tough to make her load the bar with more than she can handle when you're a 57 kilo lifter who can handle 500 pounds. <laughs> like that's, you know, so in the end, uh, Joy Namani lives up to the hype, breaks the world record um, total, breaks obviously world record deadlifts, ends up pulling 220.5, went for 232.5. The win was locked up before then. Is a bit of a Hail Mary. Let's see what we got, but that wasn't going to happen. But Joy Namani from Great Britain takes it. Maria T, the defending world champion, missed the second squat, came back, went up in weight, just a stitch, two and a half kilo, but hit it on her second. Uh, missed her third bench, but ended up rallying strong for her last three deadlifts. And she needed it because Bobby Butters from Great Britain, Britain's one-two punch, was coming right behind her and ended up just two and a half kilo behind. Bobby missed her a world record attempt squat, but um, she broke the world record in her second and attempted it again in her third, missed that, but didn't miss after that and and made a hell of a push. Uh, and Maria, that's a that was a battle for the silver medal. That podium was getting mad messy, um, and a lot of good scraps. And obviously France, who's got plenty of shooters, coming in fourth again with Caroline soon and uh, Alessandra from Italy rounding up the top five. What was your impression there, Irian? Yeah, I mean it was definitely a, a good battle, and and you see those openers, you get an idea of where Maria's numbers were at because we didn't know she doesn't post too much of her training. Sometimes it's like the same kind of like top single she's hitting all the time, and she wasn't posting much as far as deadlifts. So you see, like, okay, it's gonna it's gonna be a battle. She's she's in there for like a PR total, and initially you see you know Joy miss her second squat, and like, okay, maybe there's some momentum. Unfortunately, Maria misses her second squat on depth, so she kind of gave it back, but she came back and got her third. Joy missed out on her third. So, you know, it came a little bit close. They both missed their third benches. It's just that, just that Joy has too big of a deadlift. And then Maria was getting chased from uh, behind from Bobby. And I talked a little bit with Joy's coach. Um, he, after he saw my recap, he was explaining to me some of the things that were going on. And I agree with um, him and some of people's sentiment that, like, this meet more than normal, seeing they were calling a lot of people on the elbow supporting on squat. And that's what Joy was getting called on. And even on one, they said like her hand opened up a little bit and the bar kind of rolled, but like it was still gripping the bar. And there's some lifters that just hold her bar like that too. And they never call it. So some interesting calls there on, on squat. And then on, on deadlift, they purposely picked that 220.5 for the second to kind of lock it in because they were estimating where Maria's uh, top end was for deadlift strength. And sort of like, why wait till a third attempt to see her pull 197 or 200 or whatever. And then we have to go pull a 220. Let's just do the 220 now put the pressure on her 
And then also she's getting the pressure from behind. So at that point, she's like, let me just give up on Joy. She already got the 220. It's already too big of a total. Let me defend Silver. So they had a little bit of strategy going in there. And for sure, that's having ball, Bobby. That's ballsy though, man. Like, yeah, I told him. that 15 kilos and all of a sudden you're sitting there with a bronze medal. Like, fuck, man. That, that's, I mean, that's what I said in my recap. What I, right. But that's literally what happened to her in Belarus, right? That, that's well, really? I, replay that. I don't remember. So she was basically going to win the thing. She just had to make a couple deadlifts. And she ended up missing the second and third deadlifts because she took a pretty big jump. And all of a sudden, they all passed her up. Like, you know, Marisa bumped up the list. Liz Craven bumped up the list. Like, so I think she either got third or fourth. I don't remember exactly. She got got third. Yeah. So it's literally what happened, though. She was like in the lead after the first deadlift. And all of a sudden, that was it. She did did 182.5 in her opener and missed 191 twice. And that set her out. And so here, yeah, similar thing where she open up a 205.5 and I believe if I remember correctly they bumped her opener up to get ahead and then okay. she went to 220.5 so that's why I mentioned on my recap too that it was a little bit of a high risk high reward if you miss twice then they can backdoor you um, and that's why the coach messaged me when we went back and forth on strategy and what they were thinking and how confident they felt with the 220 which is why they wanted to put that in to kind of uh, seal the, the the world title and again I want to I mean Maria didn't have a bad day at all to get silver here. She has the same total she had for the world record total, you know, in 2019 to win gold medal. Joy just knocked it out of the park. I mean, Joy yeah. is that ridiculous um, that, you know, even on a, what was it the five, five for nine days, she, you know, beats the world record by eight kilos. <laughs> so like, you know, it's damn impressive. No, you're right. Um, Maria had a good day. Like I'm sure she would have loved to have, um, you know, hit her second squat and moved up a little more than two and a half kilo from there. It, it wasn't the perfect day, but it was a good day. It was still better. It was a PR day, but joy, her top end, if it's four ninety two and a half, like, what are we talking about here? If she starts pushing it, you know, joy's gotten called, like Arian said, some calls on squats that, you know, elbow supporting the legs. All right. That's a tough one. Cause they're allowed to touch and not allowed to support. And then the hands opening up, you've seen people hold it in their hands. It's still clutching the bar though. If joy, you know, her top end is ridiculous. It's going to be really, she's going to be a really hard 57 kilo person to beat. Um, I mean, if she made all the, all the, all the lifts she missed, she would have been at like five Oh three. It's crazy. Cause five Oh three, five Oh three is if I'm not recalling, incorrectly won the 63 kilo class in Sweden last time. That was two years ago. I get it, but and it she, was around there. And she'd be doing it all beltless. <laughs> Which is still crazy to me. I, I like, I, but it is what it is. Bless her. Uh, yeah, the I like the coach, the coach, like holding her lollipop in the coach's box as she goes out there and does yeah. 220.5. Yeah. It's hold my book, hold my lollipop. Bro, but like you, COVID, COVID era is going on right now, and someone's holding someone's lollipop. But I tell you, Come it's gold. On. It's gold. Listen, it's, she's she's the Terminator for the gold medal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Termin- <laughs> cyborgs don't carry that virus. But um, yeah, it was it was a phenomenal show. She like I joined Imani now, three time world champion in two different like stretched over two different weight classes is insane. And she's still, she's born in 92. So she's got a lot of lifting left to go. Who knows what she's going to be capable of doing Um, her body weight at 56.66. So, I mean, I don't know if she's going to be moving up to in weight. That might be a big ask, but she could stay in 57s and win it a few times and she'll be a really hard one to beat. But talking about the 63s, 
Um, this was a bit of a Leah Babwa show. We expected this much. She had a pretty big spread at the rest of the, of the ladies, but it's not anything against the, the 63s because Leah Babwa's total was so monstrous um, at one point. So she out-totaled the 69s. And at one point, because we didn't have the 76s yet, the world standard wasn't set. Well, it was set, but not broken. She would have actually had the world record 76 because it wasn't, it, it would, she would have been just that high enough. Um, Leah Babwa, how she missed her, her third squat, third bench, got all three of her deads and um, all three of her deads were world records. Her, all of her squats were world records. Like she, what do we got? One, two, three, four, five world records, including her total. And at the world level, posted a 548, which is fucking insane. I mean, people already talk about how hard it is to have a big total at Worlds. 548 at a world standard is nutso. Everybody would have loved if Corolla Gar, Gar was there. Hopefully, we still see that. They, that has to happen. And both those women are like mutual admirers of each other. That is the one that has to happen. If this doesn't do anything else, it made it's Garo was a world champion in Sweden. Babel was a world champion in Sweden. Garo broke the world record. Babel broke the world record. We need the rematch now that they're at full capacity. And hopefully the stars align and this happens. Um, I think the European championship, Garo's not in that one as well. So it's not going to happen there. And I don't Leah's know. Leah's not competing in your Euros either. She isn't? Okay. I thought I no. saw her name in nominations, but maybe she's, it's gone. Unless she slid in at the end, but yeah, sorry. I, I noticed them on there, but I, I, I would have to double check. But um, Garo's not on there either way, even if Leah is there. So it doesn't really, but we need that to happen. Whoever can make that happen. Um, I'm, I'm told there might be a competition in France, women's only competition with all the big stars. And if they could fucking bring in Gara, that would be amazing. Can't miss powerlifting if those two go head to head. Two years ago in the 63 class, if you hit 500 kilos, you were like <laughs> a goddess, man. It was like you were the end all be all of that weight class. 548. It's like ridiculous. Like she probably like her squat and deadlift together probably would have got her close to the podium a couple of years ago in that weight class. Dude, her, five four, her 548 <laughs> would win her the 72s two years ago, <laughs> let alone the 63s. Insane. It would have won her the 72s two years ago. That's insane. She's a fucking talent like we haven't seen, man. And um, and Scholten of the Netherlands and Havana Horna did like they did phenomenal as well with the uh, 495, 492 and a half, kept it tight, um, threatened, but obviously Scholten held held firm and kept it. She hit, did she go nine for nine? She yeah. did go nine for nine, yeah. And she's like, man, she's really emerged. She's another one that since Sweden has emerged as a threat. In Sweden, she was she had a, first for Sweden. Yeah. Yeah, she had a really rough meet, I guess, a couple of months ago. Um, she had like a really big like um, like test day where she hit like 500 plus kilos or something like that. And then she kind of had a really rough meet. So I guess the, the weight cut kind of hurt that, which was a good thing because I guess she learned something from that and was able to put it together for this nine for nine day and just, you know, beautiful 495 and a, and a silver medal. A hundred percent. Um, yeah, like that's and that's it's a good thing to go through those kind of test cuts if you're trying new things before you get to worlds and make the proper adjustments. Cause dude, a four ninety five, Um, so taking a silver and Ivana Horn, a former world champion, she wasn't happy with her performance, spoke with her briefly backstage, uh, Mr. Third squat, missed two, two benches and Mr. Third 
deadlift uh she wasn't entirely happy i forget i think she was she was talking about she she had some injuries doing olympic lifting she's doing a little bit of everything and i think it's finally caught up to her but it is what it is still got a bronze went out the world championships and is a four yeah i mean at, at the european equipped what was it like six weeks before this meet or whatever it was she was like in the 76 kilo class i mean she was like a 69.5 or something like that yeah. but like <laughs> she cut all the way back down to 63 it's insane yeah but yeah. Yeah, i mean that that woman is crazy between the equipped now and the in the raw and the um olympic lifting man she's like all over the place she's a strength athlete she's yeah, her a monster lifter. She she's like talking about European championships and world championships. Yeah, yeah, she's, like she's a yeah, world sure. class. A world. I've seen people tinker with it. She's a world class Olympic lifter. Like, well, like we're talking. Like, what are we? World championships. I don't know how the qualifications do for the Olympics, but fuck me, if she ends up in the Olympics, like it's she's a crazy talent. So I mean, okay, she's already won IPF world championships in powerlifting, so I kind of get it. If she could still medal and, and possibly go to the Olympic route, let's do it. But um, talking about, we were talking briefly about 69s. Let's move into this because this one, a lot of people didn't see coming. Um, so Chandler Babb was definitely a contender for the throne. We all, we did see that come. We all knew it was, we we're all saying heading into it. It's between Kimberly Walford, Anna Rosa Castellan and Chandler Babb. No disrespect to any of the other lifters, but Kimberly Walford is the greatest power lifter of all time at least in the power in, in the IPF. Um, Anna Rosa Castellane is one of the greatest, a two division world champion. The winner, if one of those two ladies won, you would have a three division world champion for the first time ever. And then Chandler Babb, we all knew her top end strength was phenomenal. And she's right up in there. She was like two and a half kilo away on the nominations. So Chandler Babb winning wasn't entirely crazy uh, to see, but it, the fact that she won, having missed like she got one two three four five for nine in one you would be like oh wow how did she end up winning when she went five for nine she still totaled 530 and she came in there like you wouldn't have suspected i wouldn't have thought she would have ended up having a total like that and if she won going five for nine i would be like then what did kimberly and anna rosa go and that's where things got a little untidy where kimberly only got her openers and nobody's seen that coming um, and Anna Rosa Castellane struggled in squats and, uh, struggled in the deadlifts. And it was it, like, you know, she, she did three for three in the bench press. That was definitely her event, but only getting her opener squat, opener deadlift, the veterans struggled and, and, uh, and we're human bless them. I mean, the, you can eventually, you're, not everyone's immortal, but we had some surprises by team Norway where, um, Mart ends up getting the silver and, uh, Sarah, Mazzantini from Italy ends up getting the bronze um, with a, let me quote their totals here, 424 and a half and 515. What were your thoughts on that, Arian? Yeah, I mean, we, we all were picking like, you know, between those three, who's going to be one, two, three, which way it is going to be. No one predicted that like, well, what if two of them aren't even in the top three? So yeah, it, it, it was definitely a, a shocker uh, with, you know, Kimberly going you know, three for nine, only getting her openers. She still got Masters one world records in the squat, deadlift, and, and total. But obviously her total was uh, quite a bit below her best in her nomination. And Anna, yeah, for whatever reason, just had no power on squats. Then I believe she raised her bench opener, cruised on bench, and then just had no nothing there left on, on deadlift. So her, she was way below her best, and Chandler did enough. I mean, she got the... Uh, the world record squad her second attempt and then lost on her third. Uh, and then she got the one delve she needed in order to uh, 
you know, get the 530 total, which is basically what she was nominated at and be able to win. Uh, it would be interesting too. It's like, there's a, basically a storyline for every single one of them now, like regardless of what would have happened, but like the storyline now is does Chandler come back? Does she defend her title? Does she win multiple titles for Anna? It's like, well, if her squad and Dell strength aren't there, what's going to happen for her now for open world. She's trying to qualify for the world games. And then for Kimberly, it's like, we'll see, can she come back and win again? Um, who knows what the reason was like, you know, she is getting older. She's masters one. She weighed in light 67.6. So maybe yeah. she like was busy with work and life and stuff and, and just wasn't mo monitoring her nutrition. Maybe she had some injuries that we don't know about. Maybe she was too busy with bringing all those lifters over to USVI and everything. So who knows what the reasons were, but she's going to analyze them and we'll see how she bounces back next year. It's, it's tough. I almost see Kimberly is like, like it's unfair, but almost like, not like us, like, like, like not human. Like you almost just assume she's going to pull through. And that day was, that's where it was a little rattling. Um, like when she got pinned under that squat, you know, she popped up and was like, I'm good. And like fluffed it off. And it was like, holy shit. Well, that's Kimberly Walford. You know, you like, that's, that's like tough as nails, Kimberly Walford and came out for her third and, and is going to fight it through anyways. Fought it, she it was, hit it. It was just a little, it was just a little bit high. She actually it was high. She made the third one. Yeah. It was definitely high though, but I suspected right. it was probably going to be high because I couldn't imagine going through what she went through in her second and not cutting it a little high. That's totally a natural instinct, but yeah. um, it's just fucking rattling to see like fucking Kimberly Walford never has a bad day. Like, like, like on, on the platform anyways. And it, it's almost like it's a crazy streak. Everyone does eventually. And for seven U S raw national titles, seven IPF world titles and you know, missed a year in between. Um, it was crazy, but uh, is what it is. Everybody is human. And, and it, there is a question like, can she come back? Cause her body weight was, was low. It, so there's, there might be some things that, that, you know, we're working against her. what did you think, Bill? Yeah. It just sucks to see a one for or a three for nine day right. is what ends up, you know, you know, making Kimberly end up losing. Right. I mean, like if she was going head to head and back and forth and it was eight for nine and someone else was eight for nine, whatever, that would have been fantastic. A good battle. Like, um, two years ago with, with like Jessica and, um, and I, and Isabella in, you know, Sweden in 2019, where it was just like trading the, the, the lead back and forth on the deadlifts. Like that was awesome. This was kind of like, is someone going to make a lift and win this thing? Like there was just, there was just so many missed lifts and like, it was such a hyped up class. And good on, you know, uh, Marta and Sarah coming in, making lifts. I actually think that um, the uh, Mazzantini deadlift, the third one, she, she pulled first uh, bronze medal, was probably the most exciting deadlift in the whole competition. Because it was just like, no one really expected it. Like, she was all of a sudden about to knock off Kimberly and Anna off the podium. Like, it was, a, it was this crazy thing. Yeah. And like, yeah, yeah, there's other people that pulled for a win and that kind of stuff. But like, this was like, you're just knocking off two hall of famers off the podium. And it was, it was just, it was a really, really cool thing. And it was like a super hard deadlift. She ended up locking it out. It was awesome. Um, but yeah, it's just really hard to see, um, you know, a three for nine day and hopefully she's okay. And hopefully the squat didn't, you know, end up hurting her when she got, she uh, was fine. The, she was okay. The, uh, you know, spotter kind of didn't catch it and dropped it on her head kind of thing. And it was pretty bad, but um, yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, but yeah, good on Chandler though. I mean, again, now if Kimberly doesn't invite Chandler to the Virgin <laughs> Islands team, does that change the, the, the story of how this whole thing works, right? Were, were other people's openers higher 
because Chandler's openers were higher? Like, did they see that and change things around? I don't know how that gameplay was done. There could have been a different story all around too, but you know, good on her for inviting Chandler and you know, Chandler came out and did her thing. I That's thought you were it. saying uh, Kimberly has shooters. <laughs> Look at um, you're you're 100% right. When when uh, Mazzantini pulled for the podium, it was like, holy shit. It, it's just watching was surreal because you knew like she you're fighting you're fighting legends. You're fighting giants like for these two ladies. Um, and and I hope I. I think it's Yenner. I, I, I knew at the time of the worlds, I wrote down everybody's name, had the pronunciation, but um, when from Norway took the silver and Mazzantini took the bronze, it was like, talk about a coming out party where like everybody knows who you are. You were literally in such a, a three-way battle, what we thought leading in. And for you guys to announce yourselves, you know, and there's a couple of people from Norway who's like, now, you know, you know, like she was always going to be a problem. I mean, sometimes this happens, man. Uh, last year uh, or sorry, last Worlds, I, we, a lot of people were sleeping on Leah Babwa and then she comes and takes the bronze. And I remember Penna pulling me aside be like, Naomi Ellibert and, and Leah Babwa, you don't know them. You're sleeping on them, man. I listen to the podcast. And then they end up meddling. At that one and the next worlds which is this one that just passed they end up being world champions like that quickly um so who knows what these two ladies are going to end up doing we're talking about can anna rosa castle and kimberly walford come back those two ladies maybe we got to put respect on their name as well and be like maybe this is their time now maybe this is a bit of a changing of the guard and those ladies are this is their bottom end and next time we see them they're going to be pushing into 540 range five whatever i mean that's usually how powerlifting goes it's a it's a crazy sport, man. It's tough. I see it in UFC boxing where, like, your favorites, there's a passing of the torch. You're like, fuck, maybe they can come back. And it's like, sometimes they do. But Father Time is undefeated, right? So we'll have to see. Only time will tell. It's uh, it's interesting. Like, in, like, boxing or something like that, UFC, it's like a one-on-one. Like, someone beats someone and takes the title. Right. And sometimes in Palatine, you get, like, you know, where the champion's second place. So the first place person, like, took the title. Here, it's like, man, all these people passed you. It, it, it seemed like a different feel to it. And I wonder how those two ladies, Marta and Sarah, felt because you also get the awards for each individual medal. So, like, Anna's only going out there for one bench medal and Kimberly's only going up there for one deadlift medal. The rest of the time, they're just sitting in line and the other two ladies and Chandler are going out up there for all the medals that they won and what kind of motivation, what kind of feel that has for them to, yeah, go back and train, get, get their totals up into the 530s, 540s. Who knows? They may be the future of that weight class. I mean... In terms of their accomplishment, it's insane. Um, like when you when you go against legends in the game like that, like listen, Kimberly Walford is the greatest of all time. I had somebody ask me, um, like, yeah, I mean, Kimberly's still the goat, right? And I'm like, that's not a question. <laughs> well, you know, it, it, this wasn't gonna seal the deal or take away the deal. Kimberly's the goat. Period. When someone else can go seven, fine. She loses. She can never win again, and she's good. She can never podium again. She can just show up for fun for the funsies and she's still going to be the goat until somebody does like a dynasty like she did. But um, for those ladies, 100%, they collected a couple big scalps and, um, and made their, their presence felt. And um, I mean, hats off to them, man. We didn't give them the respect they deserve leading into it, but they're on everybody's radar now. And you could bet your ass I'm floating in be like, let me get how to pronounce your name properly in the whole nine. And like, you're going to get your kudos. We'll have you on the podcast because you deserve it now. 
Um, I think it's interesting too is like pretty much all of the like the top five, at least all came down from the seventy twos, right? So they all kind of cut the weight down to the sixty nine class. Okay. Gotcha. Whereas you know once we start getting those sixty threes coming up, you know the five hundred ish totals already. You know the Irises and the the, the Ivanas and the sixty threes. All of a sudden, you could see that big blow up of like. That, you know, just like we saw with Naomi, just like we saw with Joy kind of thing, like, and all of a sudden, you know, the the people that were cutting down are now, well, fuck this, I got to go up to 60, 76 now, yeah. because all the, you know, and then again, that's the trend, right? Everyone's kind of, you know, moving up weight classes and kicking ass. So I can see that happening in short time for sure. Yeah, I mean. Leah Bob was a world champion at 63. Who's and she, she knows what her total yeah, she, is. I mean, she's a different, different category, but yeah. <laughs> who's, who's to say she doesn't say, you know what? Why don't I become a two division world champion? That seems nice. 600 and at 69. <laughs> it would be insane, man. It would be insane. Who knows what Leah Bob's top end is? Um, so let's, let's move on to the 76s. And this is kind of like Leah Babble did in the 69s where it was a, a bit of the Jessica Bittner show. Um, the one thing that held her back a little bit, she missed her third squat and her third deadlift. Her third squat, she like had it right up at lockout and looked like the hard work was done and then took a step backwards. And it was like, oh, no, I was about to, as a commentator, was like, oh, and she, and then <laughs> took the step, like took a step back. It's like, oh, no. Um, so I asked her afterwards, I'm like, did you just like, uh, like what happened? How'd you lose your balance like that? And she said she was height. She was fighting like she always fights. And at the top, she actually like blacked out for like half a second came to, and she, her foot was already back. So she was actually out for half a second. Like she was blacked out like a boxer and had to take a step backwards with, with that kind of weight on her back. Um, like that's fucking strong as shit that her body did just give when she blacked out. Good thing it didn't actually. But um, so she missed her third squat, went three for three in bench. Went, I think she went somewhat, cons- uh, well, she took, actually, she was hella proud about getting a medal in bench because she never got a medal in bench. <laughs> so it's by her standards good, but she's never a big bencher. And then she broke the world record deadlift. No big surprise there. Um, the win was all but locked up. Tried to throw in another 10 kilo, just shy of 10 kilo and missed her, her third deadlift. So finished off with a, a 563. It is a personal best for her, but probably not. I mean, she had five, six, two and a half as a 72. And, and so she was probably expectations a little more. Obviously, if she got that third squat, didn't black out at the top, that'd help inflate it. If she got a third dead, if she lowered it, not five, 10 kilo or whatever, let's say she only went five, it would have inflated it. But um, it kind of is what it is. The other ladies weren't really super close. Uh, Francesca from Italy. Got the silver, uh, Joyce Rebaton from the Philippines, got the bronze, obviously two quality lifters, but um, there's quality. And then there's like a, a, a Jessica Bittner. And uh, what were your guys' thoughts on that, Bill? Yeah, I mean, um, obviously Jess knocked it out of the park. I mean, she had you know, little flaws with the, the squat and deadlift, but again, it was just kind of more like vanity numbers, right? Just kind of, you know, it was pretty much done by then right with, with those um uh I, I was surprised she went up to the the 218 on the squad i thought like a five kilo jump would have been 
obviously I can say that after the fact because she missed it, right? But like, um, but yeah, I mean, she could have padded the total a little bit more if she really wanted to, but what's the point, of, you know, except for going for maybe a best lifter or top three or something like that. Um, I will say though that Italy has some good lifters coming oh, up in the, in the female ranks, man. Um, I mean, obviously there's a couple of juniors that really knocked it out of the park, but like uh, Francesca really impressed me. I thought she was going to do real well. Um, obviously Sarah, from the uh, 69 class before getting the bronze medal. So I think they could be like the, the next French team, you know what I mean? Kind of thing. Like the next, all of a sudden, like, you know, where were they two years ago? And all of a sudden now we're looking at like, you know, 2024 or whatever. And you're like, Oh shit. Or 2023. Like, Oh shit. Okay. They're in the, the hunt for these, these medals. It's not just the, you know, Canadians and the Swedes and the U S team, or if that ever happens again or whatever, you know, kind of thing. So. No, you're 100% right. I think Italy is like a lot of people around there were saying like, we'll talk about the juniors actually at the end of this, but Italy was fucking killing it in juniors. But anyways, yeah. I don't want to jump too far ahead. Um, <laughs> and also Sophia Ellis from Great Britain, give a shout out to her friend of the podcast, pulled over 500 that she wanted, got a bronze medal in the uh, deadlift event and just finished off the podium in fourth. Um, and we had her, uh, you know, she's been on the podcast and she's amazing, but yeah, it was, it was definitely a Jessica Bittner show or Bittner show. And, and you're right. I believe if somebody was there, like if Angelina was in there, you don't take necessarily an eight kilo jump on squats. You're just like, you'll take the five. Thank you very much. You start doing, you start doing that. Like, I don't got to tell you gentlemen as head coaches, but I'm sure. But when there's no one there, it's like, you got the keys to a Lamborghini, put the pedal to the metal. Let's fucking <laughs> see what you got, you know? And she almost got it. She like yeah. almost got it. So it's like, whatever why not we're not risking anything uh so i think the game plan for them was like lock in your first two and then um yo you can yolo your third yolo your third dead and i uh, fuck man if she would have got him it would have been a crazy total what were you thinking arian yeah i mean similar stuff it's one of those weight classes where there's a little bit of a gap between everyone so there's no really a battle between first second and third when you look at it at the end obviously going into it maybe they thought that it was going to be close for some of the lifters you know, Joyce missed uh, second and third deadlift, so maybe that put her back. Uh, sorry, second and third squat, so maybe that put her back a little bit. And then Sophia, yeah, she did a great job. But again, she maybe would have had a shot at the podium as well. But she had that third squat that she missed, and then she was getting called on her elbows on bench press. So she had a little bit of a hiccup on bench, only got one bench in. So she didn't have enough to take the shot for the podium, but at least she had the shot to get the bronze medal in the deadlift and get that uh, 501 pound deadlift. So could have been, you know, a different story if she didn't have those issues and she would have gone on the podium too, or at least a battle for the podium. But at least we got the, yeah, the Jess show. See her put up, you know, world record squat, world record total. Um, great day for her. And then also just interesting seeing some of the body weights. Like Sophia was like 71. The lifter in six, Christina was like 69 kilos. Some lifters were 74, 72. So since it's a new weight class, we'll see, as Bill said, who goes up, who goes down, who fills out, and how their totals get affected. Maybe there'll be some more depth in this weight class going forward. Yeah, Sophia's light, and she is mad tall as well. Like for like, she's around my height, which isn't. <laughs> and she's it's been competing. What, like she's been competing like what two or three years? Uh, how long has she been competing? She sounds like she's only been competing a few years. She's going. Call yourself tall, Ryan. First of all. No, well, first uh, off, for a woman, she's mad tall. Gotcha, gotcha. And I'm saying she's my height. I'm, I am, uh, I'm all right. Okay? At, least <laughs> an I, at least an open IPF, her first meet listed is uh, March 2018. 
Okay, well, there you go. She's been around. She's been like, because I know she's got international experience, but this is her first three lift worlds. And you're 100% right. Like, if Sophia had hit, um, you know, more than one bench or got at least like three for three in squats, she could have maybe been close enough to try to pull herself in position because she's got a deadlift on her. You know, of the people ahead of her, uh, Francesca's got an amazing dead, but she's only two and a half kilo more on the deadlift. So they were, she was. Close enough. She. This is why in the preview show, I thought her deadlift was big enough that if she had got the total, like the lifts in, she could pull herself onto the podium. Um, the thing is, you know, some their technical abilities too. Like it was like technical calls on her, not necessarily strength calls on like the bench, like you're saying. And it, 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 it is what it is, man. That's sports. But she still got a bronze and dead, and and got a big deadlift in, and uh, and did pretty well for herself. But another interesting be, thing in this weight class too is that it was since there were 16 women, it was split into two, right? Two flights. So it was like seven and nine or something like that, or eight and eight. I don't remember exactly. But um the Italian that got fifth place was uh Verdiana Minio, and um the Croatian that got uh, Christiana uh Horvat, they got fifth and sixth. They were actually in the the first flight, that's pretty so we cool. had much lower um qualifying totals. Um, so like, again, like Sophia and Joyce and those guys knew what they had to hit to get above them already. Cause they couldn't go head to head in the deadlift. So it's a big advantage of having a bigger qualifying total or at least, a you know, nomination, whatever, you know, some fake, some not fake, whatever. <laughs> Submitted <Yeah>. number. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I thought that was pretty cool that those, those two women were able to kind of pull themselves up to, you know, close to the podium, uh, being in that early flight, which is pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, the thing with Sophia, because she's got that deadlift on both of those ladies, she was going to pull last anyways on them. But you're 100% right. It's super cool when someone in the first flight, oftentimes you're watching the first flight thinking like it's almost like a warm up, right? We're kind of waiting for the big show. No, man, we've seen that these worlds, there were people who meddled in individual events and finished top five overall as well. Like, so it wasn't just for nothing to watch that first flight. Like, yeah, the, the Italian Verdiana, she ended up with a 195 squat. She got silver in the squat, which was pretty cool. So. And I seen a bench medal in the men's too. I forget now off the top of my head, but there were, yeah. I think it might've been the heavyweights. There Actually was, the Croatian, I'm sorry, the Croatian got a gold medal in bench press. So um, uh, Christiana from the oh, first flight. Go. So, yeah. There you go. And, and it happened in the heavies as well. Like, yeah, for the men's. So it, it yeah, you got, you got shooters all over the place. Um, Talk about the 84s because a bit of a segue here. We're talking about Angelina Ilovakova who moved up from 76. I remember on Instagram, her body weight was like 85 kilo on Inst But then when she weighed in at 81.38 kilo, a little surprising to me. It's quite a bit underneath. Like that's like more than just a weight cut. That's almost like you didn't cut at all. And then I was expecting her total because she had hit, um, five i think it was 565 as a 77 or whatever and her total looked like it like a total did go down it, it's 557.5 i'm wondering what happened there um i didn't stick around and ask her but her body weight was quite a bit down and her total went down from when she was a lighter individual so i'm wondering if there was something she was dealing with she seemed to have been coasting along okay until deadlifts came and she's somewhat gassed out and, and missed her last two deadlifts and we had seen her hit like heavier weight before on deadlifts so it was a little bit surprising um i didn't expect that now one thing another thing too though when we were uh in the warm-up room whatnot amanda lawrence did not look great she was sweaty as hell and looked sick 
And I remember like there was a little bit of stress on her face. I walked over to her. I didn't know how sweaty she was. And I was like, oh shit, are you okay? And Isaac had told me, Isaac Whistler, who was help handling on the day, was like, man, she tried to drink orange juice, puked it up, went into her. Like she tried to like grab it with her hands, just instinct. Like, oh shit. And deflected it. And it was like, holy fuck. It was very dramatic. Like, you know, this is, you're throwing up puking. And I'm like, are you okay? And like leaning in, because this is like, you know, people after years, you can't help but feel bad for them if you think like, if they're going through a rough time and it looked distressed, it was like stressful. And I was like, oh my God, if Angelina, this is before you knew Angelina was, was having an off day. If Angelina was 565, if she's closer to six, and if Amanda Lawrence is really feeling rough and her total goes way down, holy smokes, right? I leaned in and gave her a hug. Pulled her in like, you'll be okay. Like, just trying to like, you know, you feel bad. And I could feel her sweat off her forehead. And I was like, holy shit, this isn't good. (laughs) Sweating like you're sick sweating, right? And I remember being like, but I'm like, be cool. Because if you freaked out, she sees you freaked out. (laughs) Then you're going to make it worse. So she was like, I think it's just the acidity of the orange juice. And I was like, that was probably it. It's just the orange juice. And I'm thinking in my head, holy fuck. You okay? So you legit saw someone that looked like sick in the warm-up room, and your first instinct during COVID times is Doggy. to hug this person. Doggy, yeah, I got a big heart. It could have been puke you got on him, not sweat. <laughs> but listen, but listen. More the story is though, like Amanda is such like a sweet kid when you talk to her, so cheerful. And um, like she she feels like the impression, like her energy is young, but she is so mature when it comes to competition. She had every freaking excuse to pack our bags. You know, some people travel to the other side of the world when you're that age. And it's like, if you're not mentally tough, you're going to fold. Right. And she traveled to the other side of the world. I don't think her parents were there. Her, her co- head coach wasn't there. And she was for sure not feeling it and refused to admit. She was like, ah, it's just the acidity of orange juice, whatever. Fucking rolls out there and loads up the world record squat on her second. And when she hit it, I was like, oh my God, Amanda Lords isn't just like sugar and spice and everything nice. She's got some fight in her. You know, there's, there's, there's a reason why now she's a back-to-back world champion like she is. And I know like it's, it's early to say, you know, goat 84, but my God, what she's doing as an 84. Missed her third squat and didn't miss anything else since. Um, got a PR deadlift, a world record deadlift, did that in her second, broke her own world record in her third, and, and <clears throat> excuse me, a 636 and a half world record total on a day that she for sure wasn't feeling good. And I don't know if she's going to say the story, so I'll say it for her. She was all types of roughed up and went out there and performed. You know, like like I'm, like I'm telling you, it looks scary. Um, and Angelina Lovakova, didn't her her body weight was quite a bit down and her total went down from when she was a like a lighter person so i'm not sure the story there she was hanging tough for the for squats and bench but totally ran out of gas so whatever was going on why she's lighter don't know yet and uh thorhol's daughter from iceland um coming away with the bronze medal with a 552 and a half and um gentlemen bill what yeah, are your I mean- thoughts love um thoral's daughter i mean she that was she was super impressive man i didn't see that one coming either um 
like yeah just the, the the whole package she put together that day like i know she missed you know a, a bench and a deadlift um pulling for placing at the end but like just you know putting that total up there was was beautiful um angelina as soon as i saw the 81.3 i was like this isn't good for her before the, even the squats even started i was like this is not gonna end well today um like you say because she was walking around at 85 86 kind of thing like talking about how i got a cut and all this stuff yeah. and you see someone that's you know five kilos less and you're like oh geez um but um yeah i mean amanda i mean like you said if, if you're saying that she was legitimately like sick like that or whatever in the warm-up room and it looked roughed up and she puts up this you know 636 and a half like you gotta think that like she has a chance someday to put up that the biggest total in the IPF history being in a, in the 84 class, like overall yeah. for the females in the 84 class. Yeah. Right. So be, beating Bonica's world record total or American record total, whichever one is higher. I think it's like 675 or whatever. I think it's 671. Um, Bonica's is the world record, but her, yeah, yeah the, the oh, biggest. She, yeah. Gotcha. 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 Yeah, 675 is the, the American record of she has, gotcha. but um, regardless, I mean, 40 kilos away from that, you're saying she was roughed up whatever or she pops up and you know doesn't worry about cutting weight and yeah for fun we should knock on the park there too yeah if, if you're talking it's for fun at a, a closer meet whatever thing she's she's got the heart of a fucking lion man like she's been in showdowns she's been in like like you can't deter her man like she it's weird because she doesn't come off like she comes off like the sweet kid but she is a fucking, she will scrap it out. She's extremely mentally tough. Like she was. You got to remember too, because she, she got beat time and time and time again by Danny. And then finally in Sweden in 2019, she pulled it out. So she's won one of those showdowns, but all those ones leading up to that is what's made her that mentally tough and be able to, to deal with that. You know what I'm saying? Where it finally paid off in the end where she got, got the total. She got, yeah. you know, I think she ended up, you know, getting that gold medal and then it's just shot up from there. It's been ridiculous. The confidence behind it now is just like through the roof. Well earned, man. You weren't confidence comes with experience, right? What were you <laughs> thinking, Arian? Yeah, it's definitely interesting. Uh, as far as Angelina, her squat and bench matched what she did, like her PR, but it was the, um, or sorry, actually the squat was up seven and a half. The bench match, there was a Delif, as you said, that was down way away because she had done 240 and then here she couldn't do the 232. So one, I wonder how much her squat and bench were up before she cut weight. Maybe she was a lot stronger and she took a hit on that. And then maybe the Delif was just because of the uh, 10 lifter uh, group and it was just going so fast, she was gassed out. But it made for a, a fun battle there between um, her and Kristen for second and third. Is like they, they went back and forth on the European record on the squat. And then, you know, they were similar on bench press. And then it came down to deadlift. And Angelina missed the second and third, almost gave it up. But uh, Kristen couldn't get the the third that she needed to jump up in the silver. So at least it was a fun battle between them. And Amanda, yeah, I mean, can't complain about getting golds all across, getting some world records. It was her second best total ever because she did like 646 in a local meet. But, you know, comparing a 646 in a local meet to 636 at Worlds, a little bit different. And she got exactly what she needed on a final deadlift in order to get the best lifter. Yeah, uh, 100%. It's a whole nother thing at a local meet. Another thing traveled to the other side of the world. And then on top of that, you know, whatever was going on, she didn't feel 100% and still pulled herself together. Um, yeah, she ended up facing adversity, man. I don't know what the story is with like, obviously Angelina, you know, or, or whatever, but uh, 
I'll, maybe I'll slide in the DMs and ask her like what what happened there, but something. But in terms of battles, do you guys you guys want to move to eighty four and a half because that's or eighty yeah, eighty four and up? Just give me one second. So yeah. you're talking about best lifter and how she ended up you know pulling their last deadlift to, to get best lifter. Obviously, you know her coach wasn't there. There was no team coach for her. None of that kind of stuff. Um, you said Isaac was the one that was handling her. Um, I think they were also conference calling Joey and Tina though. At, okay. Uh, yeah, because basically, so if you look at her deadlift attempts, right? So she opened up 240, she went to 258, and then she jumped two and a half kilos to get best lifter. But they already knew going into the, the competition what she needed for best lifter. So it was just some sort of mismanagement there with those numbers, right? I mean, because normally you wouldn't say, like, let's jump 18 kilos and then jump two and a half kilos. Yeah, yeah, right? gotcha. On day. Like, you would have planned that out better. Be like, okay, we're just going to hit this number so we get best lifter. So let's just go, you know, 240. 252 and a half and then 260.5 and be done with it, you know? Yeah. Unless, um, unless it was, they already probably told themselves we got best lifter and they were looking for this big total. And then in the end they were like, um, that's not going to happen to the last big deadlift. Let's just bring it down and settle for like after the second day, they got best lifter on the third deadlift, not the second. Yeah. yeah. So, but what, what it might've been what I think I'm gotcha, theorizing. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Where I think now you're, you're it's where they probably, hit the second deadlift and thought afterwards, like we were going to get best lifter and, and didn't give a shit also even further kilos because gotcha. we had some kind of weird goal. But after the second, she's like, yeah, let's just walk away with best lift. I think that's all we got today. <laughs> Maybe because like I yeah. said, she wasn't a hundred. So, you know, you had the best laid plans going in, but then it goes out the window once things happen. So who knows? It was definitely a mistake for sure. There's no way it was, it was that, it's not what you're saying. There's no I'm way. just trying There's to, no way. There's no way. There's no way. <laughs> I'm just trying, you already built those. I'm, I'm trying to be, but it is what it is. Dude. Let's go yeah, 84 I mean, plus. Again, yeah, regardless, I mean, she knocked it out of the park, so it doesn't matter. So that's yeah, all good. She, she's a phenomenal uh, lifter. 84 plus. In terms of a of a freaking battle, um, Brittany Slater of Canada walking away with the gold medal on body weight, and it wasn't to Emily Mergier of France, who was coming in as the number one nomination. Emily was doing good until the deadlifts came. And couldn't get her second nor third. And she kept trying and raised the weight. Um, but it just wasn't in the tank. And her total dropped compared to, you know, what her nomination was coming in. And what she had previously done. Whereas Brittany's, I believe, she had, she's done more, lost body weight. Her total went down. Then she started coming, the total started coming back up. And she started acclimatizing to her smaller body weight. And, um put on a fucking show, man. And she's got a big dead. She's got a 250 kilo dead. So she did what she had to do to solidify herself. And obviously her body weight being much lower. She's by far the, well, there's one lady less than her, but she's the second lightest of the batch. So she, any kind of battle if it's going to be on body weight was going her way. So Brittany Slater of Canada battling out with team Sweden and team Sweden's coaching staff is fucking killers killers that at this like they would if you had a suite in there if they were at all close to you you're going down to the last deadlift you're like you know they're going right down to the last deadlift they're absolute killers so emily uh leach of sweden pushed her right to the very end um ended up losing on body weight they tie on total so leach took this the silver medal um arian what was your impression kind sir 
Yeah, I mean, going into it for Emily Miezer, I found her Instagram account and her training didn't necessarily look strong. Like her numbers didn't look like she had improved a, a bunch. So I was a little bit concerned. Um, Brittany's numbers, on the other hand, looked good. I didn't look into Emily Leach. Uh, but at least going into squats, Emily Miezer, you know, even though like, you know, sometimes the opener may have looked slow. She went up five kilos, got it, went up five kilos, got it. Okay, you know, she's she's keeping up with her nomination. We go into bench press. And uh, on the third bench press, it looked like one side of the bar tipped down and the spotters thought the bar was coming down and grabbed it. They tried to go to the jury and get a relift, but the jury wouldn't give them a, a relift. So I'm not sure if, whether she would have been able to lock that out and whether she would have gotten those five kilos, but she ended up losing those five kilos. And then Delif is where her nomination really took the hit is because she just couldn't lock out that weight. She would get so close, she just couldn't lock out the 227 or 232, which at that point really set her out. out. And so... What do you know? Now it's Brittany versus Emily Leach from Sweden and uh, good on Emily Leach to come back and get her second squat when she had missed it because that was basically what she needed to stay in the fight. And eventually, yeah, Brittany, because of body weight, just did exactly what she needed. Pretty comfortable 250 world champion. I didn't actually see this one. So it was the the final deadlift. Was it, it I mean, did, was it a grinder? Was it hard or was it pretty comfortable? It's like you said, I saw the highlights of it. It was work. Okay. Yeah, um, I'm just wondering. I mean, obviously, it's hard to, I mean, yeah, it's hard to tell because she's conventional and she can fucking grind. Yeah. So it's it's difficult if she had if she had been pushed could do more. And she's damn close to the world record deadlift too on this one. So what is yeah. that, Arian? Was it 53? I don't remember. Doesn't Sarah have it? Yeah, but it's it's uh it's also like you know if they give us our world record or not on the Arnold. Oh right 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 okay. <laughs> but it's uh two it's two fifty two fifty seven point five is what we oh, hit Pan Americans. Gotcha gotcha okay go. Yeah so yeah it's pretty damn close to the world record deadlift too so yeah it's a good day I mean they're up I mean Brittany was up like twenty something kilos from two years ago and then Emily Leach is up like I think forty something kilos from two years ago so some nice progress in this class, which is good. And uh, I, I do want to talk qu quickly, a shout out to some of these juniors. Um, it's Chiara Bernardi of Italy and then Sarah Naldi of Italy in the 63 kilo class. Bernardi did a 505.5, which would have won the world championships last time we we're in Sweden for the worlds. Absolutely freaking insane that this junior is posting this up. I mean, when they were doing what they were doing in the juniors, everybody's like, oh, my God. Um, and both of those on Team Italy, Italy is coming. Like Bill had said earlier, Italy is going to be the new France on the come up. And people got to pay attention. So when we're looking at, like, possibly um, the current lifters, who's going to end up in the 69s, who's going to end up doing whatever, you got to pay attention to some of these juniors. And Bernardi is a freaking problem for anybody in the in the 63s or if, if she ends up going up to 69s then it's going to be the 69s she's going to be an issue um we got some vilma olsen returns won the 76s uh missed a couple lifts here and there but uh like her third squat rudin agnes rudin from sweden won the 69s broke breaking world records go ahead yeah, Vil vilma real quick sorry um yep. her third squat would have been an open world record and she just missed that i mean it was just missed that at the top so it was damn close yeah. Um, yeah. She, she also, she came up from the 72. So she's got some growing. I mean, she was only 72.3 in her weight class. So um, you can expect some nice things from her coming up for sure.
Yeah, I'm wondering if she like fills out 76, stays a light 76, wants to cut the 69, or what she's going to do. Not sure. Depends. Um, and talking about her teammate, uh, Agnes Rudin, who weighed in, she's she was like she's way under 70, uh, 69, like not way under, but she's 67.68 kilo, like she was decent, like she does not cut at all either. Um, so she's relatively light, like both those ladies conceivably, you know, they could stick and fill in the weight class or they can move down a weight class or whatever. Who knows? They're juniors, so they can the trend possibly- is up, brother. The trend is up, <laughs> trend's moving up. Trend seems to be up. Agnes, I set the story on the pod on the uh, broadcast and I put it, I posted it, but Agnes, um, her, she was coaching her mom and it's always cute to have like a mom daughter uh, situation at worlds. And uh, she was coaching her mom and it's the masters. And then when her mom was leaving, I, I was like, Hey, good job. And her mom, you know, like a proud mom said something about her daughter who was like over by the car. We were waiting for a shuttle to pick us up. And, um, She's like, yeah, yeah, I'm coached by my daughter. Oh, that's cute. Hey, what, what's what, your daughter lifting? <laughs> and then her daughter came over as Agnes. And she told me straight up point blank. And she knew like I was the commentator. She was like, you, you're going to see me next week. And you'll <laughs> see what I'm going to do. And you're going to know. And I was like, she was confident. And I was like, oh, shit, what's your name? What weight class? I'm like, okay, I'll keep an eye out. And then in the squats, she broke the world record squat. And I ran to the back room in between set in between events and I'm, and she turned around and seen it was me first words out of her mouth. I told you, I was <laughs> like, Oh shit. She's mad confident. Um, broke the world record bench press and then ended up with the world record total missing her last dead. But, um, I'm telling you, man, she's crazy, uber, like confident. You could tell by the way it cares. I took a picture with her. And when you look at the picture, she's got that smile on her face. Like I told you so. Like she is, she's someone to watch as well. She's got that air about her that, you know, she's, she's good and she knows she's good. So we'll see what she ends up doing. Um, she's young too. She'll be a junior for a couple more years. She hasn't, she's not done progressing as well. And then do you the- remember real quick? Do you remember what happened to her bench press? I'm just looking at her results and she missed 115 on her second and made 115.5 for the world record on a third. Did she actually skip the second attempt? I feel like something. No, she didn't skip. Cause it. I'm looking at those numbers and you're talking really highly about these Swedish coaches and it doesn't not jive in for me that they put in, you know, the tie the world record on the second attempt and not beat it. You know, I'm just not sure. Uh, I don't, you know what? I can't remember. <laughs> okay. Let's say we did that, but you're right. You wouldn't go to tie and not break it. Oscar. Um, Oscar, Oscar. <laughs> Bill, Bill notices all of these. Well, I mean, he's, he's fucking, this is his thing. You know, this is his thing. So God bless. But Bill does notice. This is why you're on the podcast, Bill. You're phenomenal with your breakdowns, my mans. I thought uh, it was my but you're right. But you're right, dog. You wouldn't tie, but all's well, it ends well because they ended up breaking it. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. Good question. Um, and also, real quick, I want to say for the men's, um, Gavin Aiden, did his damn thing in the 93s. And I believe he was best lifter. Let me quickly scan. No. Wait a yep. second. He was best lifter. Yep. The 74 kilo, though, looks like he might have. Didn't he get more points here? No, no. No. Gavin's got five more points than him. He won. Gotcha. No, I, I was scrolling over him properly. Yeah. So Gavin Aiden wins best lifter, wins a 93 kilo world title, wins best lifter. Uh, Isaac Whistler, who won the 120s, stuck around in every, God bless him, this young man. He, he wins the world championships and then sticks around and all fucking week is it's like 
he had a lot of pressure on him because not only if Amanda showed up 100% fine, Amanda shows up, she's puking and, and all like, you know, you never know what's going to go. He's like, holy shit. If this doesn't go well, this is going to not reflect good on me. Um, he ended up having Keiko and in, in probably the biggest battle we'd seen against Gustav at the world championships uh, for the men's anyways. And he's like neck and neck in there as well. Um, I mean, all of them. Uh, as well as the Russell Orhe show, but Russell is going to be doing his damn thing. But Isaac was in the thick of it, man. He got a world, a world's worth of experience handling in a week. And I'm sure fucking didn't sleep well for that week. If he, if anybody crashed and burned, but um, yeah, so it was good. 74 is from Japan. Yuya Fuji um, seven fifteen total. He would have podiumed in the open and he actually took a YOLO deadlift at the end. Three Oh eight. Um, to, uh, you know, just try to pad the total at the end. So he actually potentially could have won the Open, <laughs> possibly. I saw, yeah. I saw someone commenting that in one of Ryan's posts, I think, or maybe, I think it was one of the King of List posts, saying like, hey, watch out for this 74 junior. He's going to total more than the Open. He almost did it. <laughs> yeah, so he took a 15-kilo jump in squats and missed the second and third. Um, took a 10-kilo jump in bench which is crazy, you know, 160 to 170, missed it. Then he hit 170 on his third. Then he went 280, 295, 308 on his deadlifts. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he had, you know, this would have been the year that if, with Atwood not being there that he could have popped into the open and got a medal. So, but yeah, he's definitely someone to look at in the future. This is last year in the, in the juniors too. So maybe he'll pop up to the 83s and do some business up there since everyone's gaining weight. And oh, <laughs> that's your advice. Since everyone's getting you're, the bull. you're really pushing that, Bill. Um, <laughs> Alberto from Spain, six six kilo. He did work. Um, missed a couple lifts, but his his high end potential is high. And um, so, and and he's still like he's he's going to be a junior for another couple of years, I believe. Um, and yeah, any one of these fifty nines that actually showed up in the open would have got a bronze medal. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> you're, you're absolutely true. Eduardo from Italy in the eighty threes. He did pretty good with a seven forty seven and a half for a junior. <laughs> um, so he's he's obviously somebody to watch as well. And uh, <laughs> you're right, Bill. I well, here's a question. Let me let me ask this question before we start kick before we wind this down. What's what's bigger to you guys? winning a world title as a junior or meddling in the open? It's probably meddling in the open. You're talking about overall medals, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's probably overall medal in the open. Um, but I don't know, just to say you're world champ, but like, cause most people don't understand, right? You say I'm, I'm world champ. Right? <laughs> like, they won't get it. You're but right. Like, you know, they don't care if it's open or junior or whatever, but as far as powerlifting goes to say you're a junior world champ doesn't really mean much if you're going forward in powerlifting, right? Like, um, it really doesn't mean that much. Neither does meddling. The junior, the sub junior, the master, it really doesn't mean that much, right? Most people, are only watching the open, they only care about the opens. You know, the juniors would be the second most popular, I'm sure. But like in reality, like nobody knows who Yuya Fuji is, they know who Tyler Atwood is. Right? Yeah, people know who Gavin Aiden is, and you know, how well because you talk about him. Well, it's it's uh, here's what I would say. So I do I agree and disagree. I, I agree that if it was posed to me, I would rather win a medal in the open than than uh win the whole worlds as a junior but i do think winning worlds as a junior 
even in the powerlifting circles, like you're right in the general public, his world title is amazing. But even in the June in powerlifting circles, I do think it holds weight only because um, we have had some years where juniors have done some big things. And it's like we're seeing some monster things as some of these juniors these days. It's so it's not necessarily a cakewalk to win a junior world title, depending on what year you show up, you could be in a crazy battle. Like, you know, when Cho and, and Michael C were battling it out in the 74 kilo and, um, you know, fucking off the top of my head, but there's, there's a, there's a few like Gustav Hedlund won the juniors out totaling everybody in the open. Like you have some killing killer juniors. So the win, I would say it's still a, a big title. Um, if you ask Gustav, he, he, he will take his silver medal. And I agree with that. I, over I, the junior I, I will ask him actually that's a good question i will ask him that but i would i would agree with that i would i would take the medal over the junior title but i'm just saying the junior title i think does matter what do you think Arian? i think we actually had this uh, discussion before we had this question and, and i think it's, it's like yeah it's agree and disagree like i went with i would take the junior title with the idea that once you age out and you go to the open, there's potentially that you can then get the podium in the open. But if it's just a one-off, like you have to pick one and then you retire or whatever forever, then I think maybe I would take the uh, open podium because then you can just say like, you know, across all all ages, everyone who could have shown up, I got on the podium. Yeah. But for like these ladies lifters, maybe get winning a sub-junior or junior title it's still good for them because they can go back to like, let's say the school and be like, Hey, listen, I world, I won the world championships and show it to everyone in school. Like all the other ninth graders or 10th graders or whatever like that. And they're just going to care that like, you know, they beat all the other kids the same age. 100%. It's all in perspective. You're in high school, you're a world champion. You go back to high school. It's like, you're the prom King, man. It's (laughs) like, you're the quarterback. You know what I mean? Like that's huge. Or if you're in college or whatever, it can't, it's gotta be pretty good too. But I, yeah. Is, is There's something interesting this year too, though. Like, so I'm, I'm kind of looking, going back and forth between this year and two years ago. Like, yeah. a lot of these junior numbers are down. Like, the the 120 winner would have gotten seventh place in 2019 at Junior Worlds. Like, um, you know, like the the 105 winner would have ended up getting third place. Like, I mean, obviously, Gav Aiden would have won, but um, a lot of these numbers are actually down pretty good from two the years ago. So I don't year, know. Though. Yeah, yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So I don't know if the pandemic year has not brought up the newer lifters or that kind of stuff. And that's why some of the numbers are down. I'm not sure. Um, but I was surprised with, especially some of the bigger guys, um, the, how, I guess, I don't want to say low the numbers were, but like how they were off of previous years, totals kind of thing. It, it might I be mean, with, with the, the traveling was not easy and people yeah. sending like younger people alone with all this. It probably was yeah, totally for sure. For sure. And some countries uh, straight up couldn't make it. Go ahead. I was going to say the other thing is we, since we don't track the data, it would be interesting when like tracked each weight class and division every year is that naturally in the sub junior and juniors, you have like a star that comes and they might be like a star for three or four years in the juniors. Then they leave and there's a drop in total until another person comes for three to five years and dominates that class and then a drop. So whenever yeah. you have like a, a Ian Bell or Joseph Pena or any of these stars kind of like leave after being there for several years, you get that drop in total. Have to see me. Yeah, things do trend. There's definitely a trend. Um, but there's easy brother. Now we have to cancel the whole episode. Well, that was nice, fellas. I'll have to time stamp that for uh later. But um, yeah, it was a good world championships. Um, it definitely uh 
we we could. I, mean, I don't know if you guys want to talk about the fucking Team France douchebag. Well, I, I thought I was just gonna say the the one thing you didn't mention was the teams on the uh, women's side. France won the team award, and then Canada got second. USVI got third. And you were talking about Italy. Italy was in fifth, but they're one point behind fourth, three points behind USVI. If Carola Gara had come, who knows? And then on the men's side, it was uh, ROC, Russia in first, Sweden in second, France in third. USVI was in uh, fourth. They just didn't have a big enough team to, you know, score as much points as the rest of those. Yeah, and I remember I said um, when we did the preview show is that that opening um, 47 class, right? Uh, Tiff against Simone, whoever wins that will probably win the end up team title and end up being four point swing. So it would have been, you know, a three point difference either way. So that ended up being the, so if Tiff bombs on that, then France is donezo. Yeah. Yep. It was, um, dude, it was a freaking amazing show being there live. It's, uh, I'm glad the world championships is back. Can't wait for, I think next year they're splitting up juniors in open. It's going to be in Ecuador and and uh, Masters, and Masters as well. But in terms of the stream, I don't think Masters is going to have a stream, but they the juniors will. So your boy will be in Ecuador. Your boy will be in South Bro, Africa. I've been to Guayaquil in Ecuador. It's beautiful. It's super hot. It's really mm-hmm. nice. Damn. Go to the go to the Galapagos Island. That's the only oh, place yeah. in the world you can fly to the Galapagos from. They have like two flights a day or whatever. It's like an hour and a half flight or something like that. Take the time off and do it. Trust I me. I will. It, it was, it was me and my wife did it. It was one of the best trips, if not the best trip we've ever done. It's totally worth it. And you're never going to be right there again to be able yeah. to do that. No, it's true. Right? You're right. If that's the only place you could jump off to, yeah, there, there's absolutely no way I'm going to miss this. I'm fucking going to the oh. Jalapeno Island. <laughs> I'm going oh, to Jalapeno Island. Also tell the Canadians to do a live stream for the world championship and that you'll come over there for free and then I'll, and do the commentary for them. Okay, take it easy. He'll be competing, bro. <laughs> he could, you know, he could he could uh, do the commentary for the M4s, M3s, M2s, and then jump in for the M1s and compete. Yeah. Was well, he M2 next year or is that? Oh, good. But um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see how it all shakes <laughs> up. There's also the European Championship that I might end up if I got time. If I can You're make in December this year, I don't. I'm not sure. I'm not right. sure. I got to, I got some time because of COVID. Like, you know, nobody was taking time off. We were locked down like a motherfuckers. So we weren't like leaving. So I got some I got some time that could possibly, but the thing is it's late in the game and they might have everybody already booked up. They probably already do. So I don't know if they're gonna, you know, be able to fly me out, whatever. Yeah. I, I certainly don't I wouldn't want them to even bump somebody to bring Martin me. and Ralph, bro. Every, every Europeans, Martin and Ralph, every but time in the last but, like eight years. Yeah. So, <laughs> right. And exactly. Ryan, Ryan's got all this like free time, all this vacation days from work and stuff like that. He's like, I think I'll go commentate a championship in Europe with my time off. But let me tell you something, dog. I work hard, but I fucking play hard. <laughs> so don't feel bad for me. <laughs> Believe me, it was, it's a crazy, crazy time. Um, but yeah, if I don't, I'll end up going somewhere. It's going to be fucking cold, bro. Like, like up by Stockholm and, I mean, it's it's not in Stockholm, but it's, it's just close to there. In December, bro, woo. doggy, your boy's Canadian. I think they're colder. I think they're more higher up north. I forgot. I forgot you're Canadian. Yeah. Is that when the sun? I was thinking you're American. Is that when the sun never comes up? Yeah. In, in so really? Yeah, it'll be dark they're, for like 
like 20, 20 hours a day or something like oh that. Oh my God. Really? In Stockholm? They're, they are colder than where I am in Canada though. Like I'm yeah. not that North. So like I'm South of Toronto a little bit. So I think there, it's going to be whatever it is, what it is, man. I'm sure I'll, yeah. I'll figure it out, but um, yeah, I'll let everybody know if I end up getting booked for Europe, but if I don't, Still going to be doing the world championships again, and we're still going to be doing our damn things. Fellas, is there anything else we should end off on? Did we see the best lifters, by the way? Anatoly, obviously, I think the last podcast we had mentioned, Anatoly, Russ, and then who's the third for the men's? Uh, Kaiko. Kaiko. And then for the women, it uh, is... Amanda uh, Lawrence. Leah. Leah and Joy. Joy. Sorry, I said Laya. I can't believe I said that. Went <laughs> yeah, through the whole yeah. podcast without saying it. Leah, Leah, Leah. Sorry. <laughs> it's, so, it's so funny that it's Damn such it. a derogatory way to say, like, she's a liar. Banish you, you know? to the Jalapeno Islands. <laughs> and <the> jalapeno, <laughs> jalapeno Islands. It's fucking a Yes, yeah, and uh, Maria T was fourth place with uh, 112 points. No so right behind me. Joy. Yep. How how tight is that for the 57s when it's like third and fourth best lifter overall? Yeah. But um, yeah, man. All right, fellas. Well, thank you very much. Much appreciated. And everybody, make sure you wait for our next podcast where we are going to dive into the IPF USAPL drama and dissect it for everybody. And we will for really real dissect it and it will turn into a press conference. <laughs> So until next time, peace.